This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends. And wow, thank you so much for joining me, Renette Marburg, on my program called Rise this afternoon. We have got a very, very, very amazing topic this afternoon, which I think it affects every family, um, every family at the moment while we are going through COVID and all the things that are happening with our children. So we have got a very special guest on our program this afternoon, and she is Pastor Tolulu. Uh, George, and she's a parenting coach, and she's an author and a pastor. And our topic this afternoon is so irrelevant for what is happening in in our uh, families at the moment. Is how to help your child cope with the dark side of the new normal. As we know, life isn't normal at the moment. But you know, on this program, this is where we give you hope, guidance, wisdom and knowledge when real life happens in the family. We discuss relevant and often unspoken issues in the family in truth and in love. But with God, we can rise to restoration and rise above all together as a family. So I want to encourage you to contact us on uh, our WhatsApp line is 081-729-1657 and SMS us on 37988. Our telegram is exactly the same as our WhatsApp. So let us interact if you need to um, know anything about the program or any information about our guests. So please just take that down and know that you we are here um, to to answer your questions. So we just want to encourage you, but we're going to listen to The Best of Me by Rihanna now, first of all, and then we're going to continue this incredible, uh, important, very important um, topic that we are going to address straight after this. You're listening to Rise on Radio Cape Pulpit, 729 AM. Okay, we're back online. Um, Pastor Lu, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me here, I met. Oh, I just want to quickly give you a quick um, a heads up on what you are actually busy with at the moment. The fact that you are a, a parenting coach and we are really, really finding um, issues amongst our youth at the moment. And, uh, you know, the kind of things that we, uh, obviously, I've, um, you know, with me counseling and uh, in the different areas, I'm finding the youth feeling as though they're like rattling in this massive world um, where yes. things aren't normal anymore. Um, parents mm. aren't even operating normally. So there's no structure, no um, guidelines of how to work this time, this perilous time that you 
actually finding that we are finding ourselves in and these unprecedented times and you know I, I just want to give you a little bit of a feedback on what I have discovered um, in my counseling sessions with some of these youngsters is that they're not in the mood for things um, they're spending so much time um, alone um, at home with on computers because they've got too much time on their hands or they're going out and getting up to nonsense uh, you know with friends or they're just walking around in their pajamas all day and parents of ratty and they ratty and they're in each other's space and um, mm. so how are we you know what made you feel that you needed to develop a you know a, something just to give us an idea of how to navigate our children positively in this time and what is mm. it that we can do to um, you know uh, help our children get out of these um, uh, this hole that they're in. Well, thank you so much, Ryanette, for inviting me to your lovely, wonderful program, first of all. And uh, thank you for always being a partner and always, and a friend in helping to promote uh, healthy uh, families through your counseling that you do. Um, first of all, I felt the need to do this webinar because it was kind of like a spillover effect. You know, last year I released my book on parenting and just in the, I released it right in the middle of the COVID-19. And in the book, I was talking about several things, but the COVID-19 now unearthed new unprecedented problems that people were facing. And my burning passion overall is to help parents to raise children who can thrive in difficult times in spite of all the challenges they face. And here we're for March last year, we're facing one of the biggest challenges that we have ever faced as mankind in our generation, yes. where people were being increasingly isolated, families were being decimated, you know, people were dying of COVID-19. There were no, nobody knew exactly how to cure it, how to handle it. People, main breadwinners were dying and so many things were happening. And we, we found out that a lot of people began to experience increased isolation. Yes. And when things, you know, when uh, data began to be gathered about the impact on mental health issues, we found out that it took a huge toll on the mental health of both parents and children. Most people focus on the parents. You know, parents were losing their jobs. Parents were losing their livelihood. They were being forced to, you know, there was increased poverty. But there was less focus. People did not really notice what was happening with the children. You understand? Yes, yes. The children just sort of like went along with the parents and they became also victims of this poverty. Their fathers and mothers were dying in some families. Even they lost both parents. That's correct. You know, and it was, it, it took a huge toll. So we began to see children having issues with things like um, mental health. In fact, I spoke to a friend of mine who is a consultant pediatrician a psychiatrist in New York, and she said they found out that since the pandemic, suicide has become one of the leading causes of death in children. And they've even recorded children as young as eight years old. That's correct. Attempting suicide. And when I spoke with you in our private conversations, I found out that there's an increased escapism yes. that is happening with children. Children are using substance, they're embracing substance abuse to escape 
there are harsh realities. There, there's aimlessness. There's uh, a lot of, uh, you know, people are bored. People, and then when schools began to reopen, even the teachers were, you know, it, it was such a confusing situation. So I felt led by the law to develop a webinar which will address, you know, help give people tips, strategies on how to thrive or to cope with this yeah. new normal of isolation, of separation, this new normal of, you know, just all our structures, our familiar structures have broken down, and how do we survive in spite of the broken down structures that we have? How do we survive? How do we build new structures? So that's what this webinar is really about. Fantastic. You know, that is, you know, what do we, where do we go to? Yes, you know, the word has got everything in it. But there is still in, the, in, in daily life of what is it that we are going to do? How are we going to manage this, you know, as, as a family? And, you know, people are also at the, at the point now people aren't going to church anymore. Um, so there's not even a spiritual structure in, in, in the home either. And, and uh, you know, everything just seems to be sailing off into the sunset and we're actually not knowing mm. where we're going. And um, mm. even uh, generally, uh, you know, what is lying ahead of us? And uh, so, mm. uh, you know, how do we look at, um, you know, what would a normal day look like in a family that some kids go to school this week, your other sibling does, your other child doesn't go to school this week, mom has got to plan and organize lifts and uh, extra, you know, extra uh, hours that needs to be booked off to be able to accommodate all these changes. Parents are working from home. Children have to be quiet. It's quite a huge task to manage. We, we, we would easily be able to go to work. Kids go to school. Everybody's in their place, but it's not happening now. Mm. Mm. You see, like I said, you know, one of the things that I realized is, you know, there's a quote which I quote sometimes when I speak. I says, I say, we cannot prepare the road for our children but we can prepare our children for the road. Wow, you know that I mean? is perfect. Yes, I can't remember exactly who said it. It was quoted by someone else. I can't, I should have written down his name, but I didn't get a chance to do that quickly. Now, we, as human beings, we cannot always, uh, we cannot always control the things that happen to us. We cannot always control the things that, you know, the, the events, and the circumstances in which we find ourselves. But we are not completely without control. We can control our reaction That's to right. these things. And one of the things that I try to tell people when I speak with them is, you can still do something even in these your circumstances. You shouldn't lose your mind. Even if the world is falling around you, you should try to maintain control because self-control is something that you can handle. It's something that is given to you as a person. And God created us to be able to adapt to any circumstance. And one of the things that we as human beings underestimate is the ability of the human mind to triumph over adversity. We underestimate that. Now, in my circumstance, I'll give you a personal example. When, before the coronavirus, we had about four sources of income, right? And uh, 
two of those were completely terminated. The other two started coming in trickles. And of course, everybody was forced to stay at home. So what we did was immediately they announced this Sunday that there was going to be lockdowns. The next Sunday, we went to online church. So people didn't have the opportunity to become lazy Mm. and not go to church because we understood that we need to maintain that Christian fellowship. The best thing is for us to be able to congregate in the building. The next best thing is to be able to congregate online. That's good. So we have to be able to change quickly. Mm. Now, the second thing that happened with the pandemic was routines. You see, routines are extremely important in every family. Human beings function best when there is a routine. Now, routines were completely broken down because everyone was now sitting at home. And we were all sitting in our pajamas. And then (laughs) at some point, yeah, we were all sitting in our pajamas Mm. and we became lazy. We broke out. It takes 21 days for you to learn a new habit, Mm -hmm. good or bad. (laughs) You understand? It's a fact. Yeah. And most of us were sitting at home for months on end. And we just totally fell apart. We got used to not going to church. Some of the churches even closed down because there were lack of funds. They, you know, because of they could people were not giving anymore. So there was no church. But what people should do is you should not allow the the total breakdown of all your routines in some homes that I know. I don't have children who are in primary and secondary school. My last is in varsity now. Now, what happened was, in what I know that some people did was, they continued the school day as if they were in school. So during the time when they woke up in the morning, they took a bath, and then they said, okay, the children, you've got to do your schoolwork from this time to this time. So, so that the parents too could do their work from this time to this time. And then maybe everybody took time off to break up for work. So in that sense, there was still that routine, that normalcy, that routine brings. It wasn't perfect, but it helped people to still have a sense that their lives were still somewhat normal. So, like, you know, people would wake up, okay, from 8 to 11, we're going to work on your schoolwork. In fact, I remember calling a friend of mine, and she said, oh, sorry, we're in school. So I asked, I said, oh, have you guys resumed school? She said, no that she's teaching her, she's making sure her children do their schoolwork within the set time that they have set in their routine. And that helps to maintain, it sends a message, a mental message to you that things are still somehow normal. It's not ideal, but it's a little bit normal. It's not far removed. Yes, but so, not just that your mind is still um, in that, that framework. Yes. Your mind is still there. Your and the children also know that between this time to this time, mm. we are not playing. We are not watching TV. Mm. We are working. That's After right. that time, then we'll watch TV. Mm. You know? So and everything must still have its place. Yes, everything still had its place. And that's where a lot of the problems began to happen because mm. everything was no longer put in its place. Mm. 
and you know because that that and, and it creeps up on 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 a person because you keep wanting to and you know, and you feel sorry for the children because they cannot go and do the things that they would like to do so you end up compromising on television time uh you yeah. know snack time even each bad eating habits creep up as well you know you buy yeah. them chocolates instead of you, know, you feel so bad because you're not taking them to a movie or something like that so um all these things creep up and but you know you were saying about a lot of online um activity as well um which mm. also opens up other kinds of doors as well but at the end mm. of the day there's some some communities don't have that access so what do the children mm. do they end up going into the street which is also mm. not healthy and then the, the mm. parents are also out of control and the schools mm. don't even know i mean I, I was counseling somebody the other day one of our one of you know a little student and she hadn't been to school for three weeks meantime her parents mm. thought that she had been going because of mm. the erratic times so mm. um you know little things like that creep up and then how do you pull that back into um you know the discipline um you know i think um, i was just looking at us uh you know we were actually almost just a, a, on a year ago that we spoke about your book and mm -hmm. um it's it's amazing how time flies and yeah. uh, you know in that in that uh program i just remembered us talking about the disciplines um the, mm. how important it is to be disciplined and to discipline mm. um and mm. and we don't we're not exercising that because it's like almost everybody's all over the place as well mm. Mm. you know at the end of the day the parent is the one who sets the tone in the home not the child the parent is the one who decides what happens in the house not the child it's not the child's decision now we are we as parents we have to we, if, even if everything is running crazy and we've lost everything we have to try our best to minimize the impact on our own household unit because the parent is the gatekeeper into the family that's correct the, the parent is the gatekeeper so i'll give you an example of something that happened my daughter you know my daughter she's an adult yes now sometime last year a friend of hers, I, I didn't really know. I know most of her friends, and I know how to find her when she goes with them. A friend of hers who I had never met before, I didn't know who she was. I only knew they had met each other a couple of times and were friends on Facebook. Now they wanted her to come and visit. And I told her, I said, and you know, she, this decision was supposed to be taken between her and another good friend of hers who I know very well. They're very close to I know the family very well. And, you know, one of the things the parents said was, we want to, you know, COVID has been difficult. Let them go and have fun. Mm. But when I looked at the circumstances, I didn't know this family. They wanted to go far away. I'm not saying they were a bad family because I later on met them. And I found out that they were a wonderful family. And I allowed them. Hello? Okay, we're going to have to take a quick uh, break. I think we've just lost Pastor Tolu um, on the line. Um, give me a few minutes and we will continue the conversation straight after this. I'm just going to quickly, we're going to listen to You Are The Reason by Johan Brits.
Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. with Renette Myberg, finding God's truth for the way forward together. Good afternoon, and we are back online. <laughs> uh, we just <laughs> lost you a little bit there. Um, you know, you were sharing with us about, um, you know, your daughter going to this, uh, you know, f- this family and where, uh, you know, uh, you had to make a decision on which be going or not. Yes. Yes. The point is, I know that our children have had a difficult time, but we don't need to overcompensate them by allowing them to do things that might, we might have seen as risky yes. when times were less troubling. That's my point. Yes, and that is so important because, you know, remember, you know, even before with the preparation of the program, we were talking about the rights Mm. of the children that seem to be reversed. They have rights, but they're not actually being protected. Um, And, and, you know, as I was mentioning, you know, what I was so shocked to see what was being uh, shown, uh, you know, as artwork in a school the other day. Um, and it was mm. horrifying to see where our children's minds are and what looks like normal and it's actually a dark normal. So um, mm. so we have to have these boundaries and, and uh, regulations in place so that we are, as mm. parents have the responsibility to be the, pre- the protectors, even though uh, the law says so much, uh, says otherwise. So, um, you know, uh, how would we, how can we manage that part of when a child comes and tries and reverses the role of pushing their, um, their rights? We have to stand firm and let them know through communication and not just throwing our weight around. They may not understand it, but we have to find ways to communicate to them that whatever we are doing is from a place of love. We have to communicate with them the reason why they shouldn't do certain things, the reason why we are saying no. We're not just saying no because we're killjoys. We are saying no because this is the consequence of when you do the wrong thing. Now, one of the problems, you know, I'll give you some of the things that happen to children when this lockdown started. Children started to dis- display, have nightmares. They started to face anxiety. Yes. They started to have disturbed sleep. Yes. Now, when your child is struggling, you will help your child better by going to sit with your child and talk with your child and hear what they're saying, not just try to correct them and to fix them, but listen to them, converse with them as though you are talking to your friend because that is the way you will pass your values across to them. What we are trying to teach our children is our values, and those are the things that will guide them throughout their journey in life, our own values. Yes. They have to come to a point where if, they're thinking things that don't line up with what our values are. We don't freak out, but we tell them. I'll give you a typical example. When my children were growing up, 
they would ask me, oh, should we do this? You know, this, I feel like doing this. And I'll show them pictures. If you want to do whatever it is, if you want to get drunk on a Friday night, mm-hmm. then you're increasing your chances of getting into an accident on your way home. That's great. You're increasing your chances of this. So they knew why I was saying no. Yes. You understand? Mm-hmm. You have to communicate that, especially when they start to grow older, when they start to get from seven to eight to nine, and when they're teenagers, you have to make that time. And part of that time is you're going to take it away from the time they spend on social media and just call and say, hey, come, let's go for a walk. At least mm-hmm. we can still walk around our neighborhood. You so can. Let's go for a walk. Yeah. Include and you talk them. to them. Yes. Include them. Or you tell them, come, let's fix dinner together. And then yes. during dinner, you have a conversation. Or let's fix, you know, maybe you're running a business from home. Let's do some part of my business that they can do together. Yes. The idea is you're trying to insert yourself into their life. So that you can hear where them. they're at. So you can hear life. where they're at. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. A lot of sense. You know, because a lot of times we, we listen, but we're not hearing. And a lot of times we're yes. looking, but we're not seeing. And it's because yes. we under, under each other's feet and we just think, okay, tomorrow we can deal with it. And when we look, it's too late. Um, you know, you, you yes. were referring to the suicide and the depression. I cannot tell you. Yes. Every child I have counseled is suffering from major depression because they don't know yes. how they're not being heard at school. Then at, at least at school, if they performed well, they could, you know, got some affirmation. They come home. It's just mm-hmm. one juggle after the other, juggling, juggling. And, uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know I, I'm also involved with the police. And, uh, you know, we at the trauma unit, I, I mean, at one stage, they said they would be working, having 15 um, uh, suicides for the year. Now they're having 50, just about 15 suicides a week. So it's wow. really, yes, it's really escalated um, massively amongst um, our mm. young adults and our, um, uh, you know, just people in general because of the circumstances yes. that they find themselves in. Yes. So that you is... See- yeah, so I just want you just to quickly share with us now, how would, if they had to join this webinar, how would they actually be going to um, getting themselves, uh, you know, connected as well? Um, and then what is the webinar actually going to be offering so that people can maybe just, uh, you know, log on to that so that they can get some, you know, notes and structures. And, you know, some people need that. You know, we there isn't a perfect recipe for parenting. And um, but mm-hmm. yet we would like some guidelines just at the moment mm. where we're at right now. So you mm. can maybe just give us well, a little bit of an overview of what that webinar would offer. In that webinar, I'm going to be talking mainly about how to change your, you know, how to use social media in a more constructive way. I'll be giving ideas on how to. Build your togetherness as a family so that you become the voice of authority, the voice that your child listens to. Mm. I'll also be giving ideas on how 
to close that communication gap because yes. it's not just the children. Yeah, it's not just the children who are suffering. The parents are also suffering, yes, but they will draw strength from one another if they come together and they bear the burden as a family, not just the one suffering and the other suffering on the other side. Because one of the things that's making this uh, suicide so great is most people feel hopeless. They feel helpless. They feel nobody understands what they're going through. Mm. They can't see a bright future. And like I said earlier, the parent is the gatekeeper to the family. You're the one that should paint a vision of a better future to your child. You're the one who should take the lead. So I'll be giving guidelines, tips, on how to take the lead in that situation and help your child and help your family and help even yourself to emerge a stronger unit. I'm going to be giving strategies of what even my own family put in place. And we've emerged a stronger unit. We've not, things are not perfect. Things no, but that are, is, are unfortunately, that is what, is what we should be expecting, like you said earlier on in our preparation, is that things might not be getting better. It might get worse, but we need to be prepared for that path. Yes, yes, yes. We have to be prepared, yes. So that's what's going to be happening on the webinar and uh, a, a couple of other things, how to deal with cyberbullying, and yes. online predators, and stuff like that. So I'm going to be talking a lot about coping with the new normal of isolation and heavy dependence on social media and how to improve the family relationships even in that situation. Yes. And uh, if anyone is interested, they can send me a WhatsApp Please or they can go to my number. Facebook page where there's details. My WhatsApp number is 81 3816212 they can send a whatsapp and then i'll give them details or they can also like my facebook page which is called reimagine family and they'll find all the details there okay that is amazing and your website uh, uh, do you have a website as well that they can just go and look for anything in the future as well it's under construction right now. Okay. Okay. No problem. No problem. That happens. Yeah, because it's all these new things that are happening. So they can go onto your Facebook. Just what is it called again? The uh, page? Reimagine Family. Wow. That is amazing. I love that answer. <laughs> I love that concept because that is Thank so, you. so um, relevant to what we are needing to hear at the moment. Like, let us look at the new yes. things. Let, you know, this doesn't have to be all uh, doom and gloom. This can be such an exciting time for a family to mm. get together. We want mm. to encourage people to come, come think of new ideas. Make the children part of yes. it. Give, let them come yes. up with some great ideas. Let's go cycling. Let yes. us go for a hike or let us do something. Because there's a lot of free things mm. that we can do as a family as well. Yes. That is so enjoyable. Yes. And memory making. Yes. This is an opportunity for us mm. to make memories in this time. I love exactly. it. I love yes. it. So we just trust yes. that you will get some good response and that uh, the Lord will just, um, you know, I'm going to definitely share your, your post because I think it is probably the most uh, the most important factor at the moment is our families, is what mm. is happening to our families right now. Mm, yes. 
Mm. So, Precisely. Thank you so, so much, Trinette. So, so, thank you so much for your investment. Thank you that you've picked this up as an as an, uh, uh, an important factor that is a big gap and a big void that needs to be addressed. And uh, yes. sooner than be, uh, and sooner the better than having to sit with a whole, um, uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, a society that is broken and messed up. So I just want yes. to bless you and thank you for the wonderful work that you are doing. We just love and appreciate you. you so much. Uh, we just thank you for thank the, you. the voice that you have in authority over our families, the prayers that you are you and, and Pastor George. All it's such it's such uh, pray warriors for our families um, in our nation as well. We really love you, and God bless you. God bless you. <clears throat> and I just want to let the listeners uh, out there just stay safe, stick to the rules, and take this opportunity. Take this opportunity with both hands and join yes. your families and make it a new, exciting, beautiful time in spite of what the yes. world looks like. So thank Amen. you so much for joining Amen. us, and God bless you. Thank you so much, Ryanette, for having me. I really appreciate it. God bless you, too. Thank you. Thank you. So we will see you next week, uh, family and friends, and same time, same place. Cheerio. We're going to play out with Amazing Grace while my chains are going by Chris Tomlin. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m., Please visit kpulpit.co.za.